Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the Bad Movie Review Show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. Coterie's battle continues even though they've been separated by the fight. Everett was dragged clear by a new ally or possible threat. Iris survived being staked, but her demon powers are waning. And Ridley went to war with the surviving SWAT team members before Armored Inquisitor showed up. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. The Coterie has improbably been attacked by Faith Hunters. Uh, the, the deepest, darkest secret of the Inquisition. It's important to note at this point in our, in our adventure that... Um, it's best to think, and I was reading some articles about this on the weekend, it's best to think uh, about the Second Inquisition not as one unified force, but as a bunch of splinter factions. Unlike the previous Inquisition that was like one unified body saying like, let's fucking do it. This is the Second Inquisition. There's just so many different groups all kind of converging on um, the idea of kindred at once. 
Um, that said, there are still true believers, and there are still those remnants of um, the Society of St. Leopold, uh, the classic kindred hunting organization that is that has existed throughout time. And although that name will mean absolutely nothing to Iris or Ridley, these motherfuckers have literally stepped out of time. These are, are you know, the classic Van Helsing level, like descendant of a descendant of a descendant vampire hunters. Um, and that, my friends, is who you find yourselves uh, facing down. So to recap, um, you are facing four knights, essentially. Um, one uh, wielding a flamethrower, uh, kind of um, laden with holy symbols. Um, as uh, with all of this, uh, all of their gear, please do imagine that it's just slightly too ornate in a way that uh, I feel like the Catholic Church has only ever really pulled off. Just a few too many embellishments. Of, like, it's just, it's very fancy. It's beautiful. But like um, in Warhammer terms, like this is like Age of Sigmar level, like, oh, we really added a lot of embellishments to this flamethrower so it doesn't look like you know, a stick with fire coming out of it. It's got gilt gold and there's, there's craftsmanship here because there's belief here. Uh, these are weapons and armor of faith uh, meant to defeat um, uh, horrors out of hell itself. So uh, we've got flamethrower night. Uh, we've got uh, X 23, uh, little lady Wolverine. Um, we've got uh, double swords um, and uh, we've got uh, a, one classic kind of um, sword and board guy with a morning star. So big shield uh, and a morning star. And they come tromping down uh, the back of this APC. Um, uh, like, uh, honestly, if, if anyone's watching the Mandalorian, like Mandalorian armor is a good way to think about this. It's how a modern armor would conceive of knight's armor. So it's, it's a lot more um, flexible. They can move, but it is still... Like what you would send to fight what Iris looks like right now. <laughs> um, so they come tromping down into the remains of, of TJ Malone's. Um, Ridley and Iris, what do you do? You have a moment as this thing is crashing through the wall and the uh, Inquisitor from inside the APC is making his little speech uh, to kind of have one of those quick, like, you know, buddy cop moments to confer um, as uh, these assholes start to, to come down the ramp. What do you do? I think I don't think I talked to Ridley. I think I talked to the voice in my head mm -hmm. to see if he's got any tricks up his sleeve. Slash, my first impulse is to try to take off a helmet and puke that black stuff into one of them so that it takes one of them onto our our side. I love how quickly you went from like <laughs> inspirational poet <laughs> to like rage zombie from 28 days later or like venom just like i must spread the symbiote uh that's amazing great no i love it it's 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 the right call um ryan uh what would ridley do um ridley i think the moment it hit and he heard fire he would just be hucking every bottle with the most x's on it he can at the apc the floor in front of the apc and then he'd just be trying to hit that flame trooper. And the moment the flamethrower comes through the door, just over the bar and the fuck into the back room, just away from fire. Cause he has been burned so much. <laughs> he doesn't want more. He doesn't need more. Okay. So um, Ridley, we're going to start with your hucking bottles. 
because I feel like weirdly it's one of those scenes where like Iris kind of drops into like a, a creepy spindly like I'm gonna murder you stance, um, and you just start whipping bottles over her head at the vehicle as the 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 um, ramp slams down. Um, go ahead and I think we're gonna do strength and athletics. I almost made this a firearms, but that seems unfair. Uh, I I'm okay with it being firearms, whatever you want. If you think it'd be thrown, I'm cool with it. Uh, no, I, I feel like athletics is throwing. And also, cool. you're not aiming, really. You're just kind of tossing them near yeah. the flamethrower trooper. Spray. Who, I will say, so in terms of the order, it's like the, the sword and board, like, shield guy with the riot shield is, like, kind of coming down first. Uh, but flamethrower would be soon thereafter. Because um, there's no sense sending melee people in before you light everything on fire. Yeah, that, it's a bad idea to put the flame trooper at the back of the squad. Everybody it really defeats in. the purpose. <laughs> oh, I'll no. cover you. <laughs> we need so many more inquisitors. <laughs> uh, two successes. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to say um, uh, that with two successes, everything is lightly doused. It's not like you're not having the best luck, but it's it's a bit. It'll help. Um, and then you're you're booking it, right? Yeah, man. I don't want to be in here when this place fucking goes up. It's covered in liquor. <laughs> okay, so you're you're r- rushing back to Everett's uh, office um, for. I, for I wanted the yeah the the stairs down wherever that door is. Okay, you're going for the stairs the down. Storeroom. Great. Yeah. Um, Iris, uh, you stand alone against uh, an armored personnel carrier full of assholes. Uh, I feel like this is very much Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards, but you could even the odds a bit if you had. <laughs> a couple of people on your team. So um, you flip in to uh, the voice in your head. Um, you can hear it's, uh, it sounds, um, and kind of as soon as you try and contact it, you, you get a bit of a headache. Um, and it sounds almost like it's out of breath. Um, what uh, what do you say to it? <laughs> We've gotten ourselves into a bit more trouble. So if uh, you have any help, we could sure use you right now. I rearranged your internal organs to eject the wood. And then I put them back where they were supposed to be because I'm cool like that. <laughs> I'm currently leaking out of you at a fairly quick rate. Can I pull you back in? <laughs> <laughs> um, like, if, if, if this voice in your head... Could do an exhausted shrug. Um, <laughs> just a um, a uh, I, I can I can assist a bit more, but not much. Listen, let me ask you something. Uh, this is somewhat awkward. Um, is your intent to partner with me? You said we. Is this you? You're you're here to serve me, right? I thought it was kind of the other way around. Oh, yeah, this isn't going to work out at all. Um, look, I, I was pissed when you stopped me from getting my host. Um, and I kind of, I got to admit, I'm a little pissed now, but you helped me grab a couple more bodies on the way out. We'll, we'll, we'll call it evensies. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, till next time, Iris Dunn. Metathiax thanks you. Let's go, uh, let's go fuck some shit up. Yes. Which uh, which night are you going to try and de-helm? <clears throat> Probably double swords because I find them the most dangerous with their if it's if it's coated in silver. 
Okay. Um, so currently you've got like shield guy in front. You've got flamethrower and double swords right behind him. And then you've got X-23 up the ramp a bit with her claws. So you can get at him. Uh, you'll just have to, I'll make you roll to get past shield guy. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm going to need, please, a uh, dexterity and, oh, I don't know. Um, melee, I think. Because um, this is very much like a, <laughs> you just it's that classic like hoplite thing where it's like, I got to get my spear up and over the shield. Uh, three successes. Okay. Uh, take one point of superficial damage um, because as you reach up and over, the guy with the mace just cracks you in the side of the ribs uh, as hard as he can. But good news is, um, uh, particularly based on your specific bane, which uh, if I recall, one of the ones you took was around um, vampire mythology. So the good news is, in all the vampire stories you've ever read, maces don't do anything weird to vampires. So you're fine. Um but you you reach over and it's just like one of those. Um, it's so weird because I'm just describing what I'd normally describe in mythos mysteries, but like it would be the monster doing it instead. It's you. Um, you reach over with the claws uh, and you see the uh, double sword like bring his blades up in front of his face, um, expecting you to go for his throat. Uh, but instead, not unlike a, a three stooge, you just chuck him under the chin uh, when you get up there, um, tipping the helmet off uh, underneath. Um, uh, you see, like, an Idris Elba-looking motherfucker, uh, strikingly handsome, um, again, like, battle scars for days, uh, looking just, like, genuinely kind of um, taken aback that you knocked his helmet off. What do you do? Well, I I do the the hold his head, hold his jaw, and do the Linda, and kind of Linda Blair into his mouth. Great. Um, you you vomit metathiacs into Idris Elba. Um, uh, the knight um, opens his eyes uh, and uh, as you kind of um, lean in uh, and he just says, um, my blood is laced with silver. Good luck, you blood-sucking bitch. At which point you open your jaw and say what before you spit metathiacs into him? Eat shit, bitch. Uh, and with that, uh, you Linda Blair uh, venom symbiote goo into um, this man's face. Um, and uh, you hear um, uh, the guy in the back be like, oh, um, oh, God, what? Oh, no, light him up, light him up. Kill her, kill her, burn her. Uh, you're all wearing armor. You'll just be hot. Um, so, uh, the, uh, flamethrower guy lights up. Unfortunately, everyone is doused in, uh, bar booze. Uh, so the whole crew goes up, um, and it's, again, everyone's in armor. So it's, it's like, and it's, they're not, as, as we said from Ryan's rule, not like soaked, but enough that it's just kind of like causes a moment of chaos. And from inside the car, you're what the damn hell? Oh, that's what the bottles fuck. Um, at which point uh, the armored carrier um, flips up onto its side. Uh, and um, from outside, uh, you just hear a car horn start to blare. Um, Iris, you stumble back on fire, kind of waving your arms around, um, but generally kind of get clear. 
um, as uh, the knights uh, begin to close on you, you see the armored carrier flip over. Uh, and from outside, um, you hear uh, the voice of your old pal, uh, Azaria Tyrell, just yell, we're not getting this rentals insurance back, are we? All right, let's go. Um, and suddenly, uh, the um, the guy with the flamethrower uh, gets uh, shot in the head uh, by a high-powered bullet um, that rips through the armor and out the side of his head, uh, causing him to spray flame over half of the bar, uh, which begins to go up. Um, and uh, a, uh, a man walks in... Um, kind of like trying to sight with a sniper rifle uh, and just yells over his shoulders like, uh, hey, kid, uh, I can't shoot at this range, so you're going to do your thing? Um, Iris, as you stumble away, you can feel your body beginning to twist and crack um, as it begins to kind of come back into its... So your knees crack back into their normal position. Unfortunately, without Metathiex on board, this is all wildly unpleasant. Um, so you kind of stumble against the bar. Um, you see Azaria kind of like get out dust broken glass off herself out of the driver's side. Um, she kind of looks to you and she says, Iris. Um, and uh, like starts rushing towards you. Um, you see this, uh, this guy kind of like, a- again, with a sniper rifle behind him, there seems to be um, a, like a 13 year old, um, like in a skinny little guy, a Japanese guy in a suit. Uh, and he's on his phone in the back seat. Um, and uh, the guy with the sniper rifle is like, any fucking time, kid! And he just holds up a finger and he just continues to to type away. Um, Iris, uh, everything's kind of going pear-shaped. Ridley's fucking gone. Um, you're losing your demon powers real fast. But they all seem to be yelling at this kid. What do you yell to get this kid to enter combat? Stop being a little troll on your phone and fucking do something. He glares up at you and like blows. He's got like a, a big sweep of hair across his face. He just kind of like huffs it out of his eyes. And he just says, I'm not a troll. So disrespectful. Fine. He just throws his phone down and immediately leaps up onto X-23's back and snaps her neck. Um... And then proceeds to just fucking wreck shit. He just goes to town. This guy is um, just like flurry of blows. Um, the guy with he like just like punching, moving out of the way of blades. The guy with the two swords is just like his eyes have gone completely jet black. He's just screaming and stabbing his friend with the shield in the back a bunch. Um, Azaria comes running over um, and just kind of shoots you a quick grin and says, uh, hell of a night, eh, Iris? You have no idea. I think I'm getting a pretty good one. Let's get the fuck out of here. Is there a back door? There is, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, and she leans over her shoulders like, Noel, Majima, come on, let's go, let's go. Um, and uh, the kid just like shrugs from the top of the flipped APC and is like, first, you don't want me involved. Now you want me involved. Which is it going to be, Azaria? And she's like, just shut up and go. And like, uh, you see Noel just kind of grab him basically by the back of his coat and pick him up. He's like, hey, no, hey, no, put me down, put me down. His like, legs and arms are kicking embarrassingly. Um, and uh, he kind of slings the sniper rifle over his shoulder and starts to run. Um, Ridley, you hear this commotion and you see a weird coterie you've never seen 
helping Iris come like booking down the stairs. Yeah, I was gonna say Ridley is like rushing back in with like a shotgun and a bandolier of shells he got from the cops outside because guns trump night armor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, oh, you, uh, fucking, you fucking did it. All right. Uh I got a fucking cop car. Let's fucking move. Everybody in the back of he's fucked up in front. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Uh, and just, um uh, the guy with the sniper rifle just shoots you like there's kind of like a a, a grin. He's like, Oh, you're right. Night armor sucks against guns. I like your style. We should go though. Um, so the rest of you book it through. You uh, get back uh, outside to where uh, Harvey is. Um, you hear the uh, the roar of motorcycles as the bear boys just fucking descend on this place. Um, there's a, a sound of uh, gunfire. Unfortunately, you only have one squad car out here. Um, and his area is like, um, hi. Yeah, sorry about all this. Listen, do you only have the one car? We kind of wrecked our limo. We're on our way to uh, Elysium, and um, yeah, that's fine. Just pile in the back. They got room. I'll open the doors when we get there. Don't worry about it. Everybody in. He just opens a side door. There's like two cop corpses in the back. He's like, just, just sit on them. They don't shove this out. It's at this point, it's a full on Beverly Hills Billy's situation. Like people are like sitting on the roof. Um, basically, you just need to get far enough away that you can jack another couple cars, which isn't tremendously hard. Um, but uh, there's an explosion uh, out front. Um, and in the distance, uh, you actually see an office tower uh, collapse. Um, so a 30-story a tower uh, implodes um, in a, a kind of like series of explosions. Um, and uh, Azariel kind of turns to uh, Noel and she's like, really? And he just kind of shrugs. And he's like, uh, we need a distraction, right? Come on, we should go. Um, so you all pile in the car. Um and uh, make your your getaway from T.J. Malone's, uh, which behind you has become a scene of fire and carnage as the Coterie's first and only real home in Montreal burns to the ground. Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. It's me, Tyler Hewitt. I normally play Everett Fry, but today I'm playing the role of guy who will talk to you about Patreon. That's right. Dum Dums and Dice has a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can support us at a number of different levels. For example, for $25 a month, you get your name added in the special thank yous at the end of every episode. And you get to create an NPC of your own that will join the cast of Dum Dums and Dragons, or Blood and Syrup, or the Valentine Heresy in their adventures. You don't have to be bitten by a vampire to be immortalized, okay? It, it's, it can be so much simpler. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Okay? Memorize it. Type it. Click it. The clicking part is, is subscribing. All right. You got this. Hey, everybody. Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM. And I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously, we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're they're probably doing something horrible to me right now. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out patreon.com slash dice where you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us. And I will see you out there in the dumbverse. Meanwhile, Everett, uh, you have arrived <laughs> at Elysium. Uh, it's downtown Montreal. And who oh boy, is it a busy night? Um, 
as Sergeant McGregor drives you through town, um, there is chaos in Montreal. There are squad cars flying everywhere. Um, you can see um, uh, police on the streets kind of ushering people inside. But the entire town seems to be just going completely bonkers. Um, it would seem that these these raids have, have become uh, truly untenable. Um, Sergeant McGregor, on the other hand, seems very uh, calm about all this. He explains that things were much worse during the Blitz. So he's like pretty, you know, this is this it's kind of adorable. Um, he's a terrible driver. Uh, <laughs> he is he's really not very good. Um, but uh, you still have received no text messages back uh, from um, Iris or from Ridley. You have, however, uh, received a message from Reagan Rowling, um, who uh, I believe was your, that is your sire's name, correct? No. Who is your sire's name? I don't have my map anymore. Uh, let me see. Uh, Ellen Fugues. Ellen Fugues. I'm sorry. I knew it was a cool lady name. Uh, you received a text message from Ellen Fugues. Um, what does that say? Uh, it uh, just says um, uh, Everett. There is a gathering of people claiming to be Camarilla. You should see if you can get an invitation. Discover what they're doing. Also, I hope this is your number. I've had some difficulty reaching you. I'll just reply back Elysium question mark um, and send that. But also, like, very concerned that (laughs) that Ridley and Iris have not contacted me back. So trying to call them now as well. Um, you're getting no response because this is mid nights showed up. Um, do you, would you ask, um, McGregor to turn on the police radio? Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, he starts like basically like spinning through different, uh, frequencies and, uh, it's madness. Um, what he explains that you can kind of piece together is that, uh, because, the inquisition seems to exist at all levels of government law enforcement. Um, And not everyone is aware that there is an inquisition or that there are kindred. There's just mass chaos. Um, The fact that the FBI was here kind of tracks with that, that like there's just kind of a bunch of inquisition all showed up as quickly as they could and didn't really have good cover stories. They're just kind of like FBI, don't worry about it. Um, but it means that a lot of these actions across town that have started to go completely off the rails are being carried out by like weird interdepartmental things. So the cops are just all over the map. Um, but um, you do hear that there's a, a massive shootout underway at um, uh, a bar, uh, which I think you can identify as TJ Malone's. Um, however, moments later, um, news comes in uh, that uh, the... Um, uh, the uh, the Glen building um, has been bombed. Um, an office tower uh, has been uh, attacked and has collapsed um, in downtown Montreal. Um, so suddenly the timber of the conversations on the radio changes quite a bit. And McGregor just kind of shakes his head and says, oh, they're getting a bit messy out there. What the hell is going on tonight? Is that Inquisition too? Could be. Are they known for blowing up buildings that might have vampires in them? He turns around and just kind of gives you like a yes look. Says, There's no end to what the Inquisition will do, but could also be Sabat. 
Could also be Camarilla. This is kind of me point. We gotta find out what the fuck's happening here. I gotta find the only two people I can trust in this town, and they're not responding to my calls. He clears his throat very significantly. Two? Yeah, two. I saved your life, laddie. That should mean something. I'm not saying you're not among those two, sir. Ah, good lad. Um... So, uh, Everett, what do you think you would do to reach Iris and Ridley in a time of legitimate <laughs> citywide terrorism and chaos? Um, they're not answering their calls. Um, well, actually, sorry. Um, here's an interesting question. Knights showed up. Ridley ran away. Ridley, you would have received a text message from Everett that you can't read. Would you have sent him a reply when you're in the basement grabbing the shotgun, or would you just be like, fight first, call later? So, dark but realistic description of this. Uh, Ridley left the building only just having pulled on pants. He (laughs) doesn't have any burner phones. Mm. They burnt. Yeah, they're, they're... gone they're burnt so he would phones. know numbers if he got a phone he could call people but he does not have a phone with him okay all right um and iris uh no <laughs> i feel like you're too busy <laughs> cali mind people and vomiting demons into idris elba to pay too much attention uh i don't even know if i still have it on me yeah that's fair um emily should get a bulk discount at this point i feel kind of bad um okay um so yeah everett you've received nothing from from either of them then do i have i don't know if this is a tom question or an iris question or both but do i have emily's number you don't know emily's back that was something iris discovered but i don't think communicated to anyone it's been a hell of a night and a half you guys were shopping remember shopping it was nice yeah um it doesn't make sense to go to this fucking party like i i told them that's where it would be safe because the inquisition doesn't know that's where kindred are and so mm-hmm. it's safe to be a vampire there um tyler do you think sorry go ahead i think i think i i if that's the instructions i gave them maybe they can't reply i go there to see if i can find them if i can't then i think Everett would have to leave to try and find them yeah, I understand. So I think what we should say then is for now, you basically pull up and do that awkward thing where you arrive at a party before your friends and you just stand outside um, being like, hopefully they'll they'll be here. Um, also, it seems like McGregor is is dropping you off. Yeah. Here. So um, he, uh, he he turns back to, to face and he says, um, so look, um, again, I, I, I know you don't know me, uh, but... Uh, you said you respect uh, rank. You said you respect following orders, and I get that. I'm a soldier at heart, and uh, there's a, a lot of vampire society that ain't too good that I think needs to go, and I hope you see needs to go too. All I'm asking is for you to keep your eyes and ears open and to determine Everett Fry. If you're the person Billy Kincaid thinks you are, or if you're something worse, if you're actually a monster like the rest of these blood-sucking fucks, we're all on borrowed time, laddie. The real question is, what are you going to do with the rest of yours? Thanks, uh, 
I'll have to think on that. Hey, uh, is it just you uh, in your little uh, operation? Are you looking to add more to your numbers? If you're asking if I want to make more of us, the answer is no. Unless we get another Hitler, in which case, sure, whatever I need to do to go punch a dick like that in the dick. Until then, no, I don't think there should be any of us. Well, I know someone who might agree with you. Uh, name of Jocelyn St. James, if you uh, run into her, let her know what you're trying to do and uh, tell her Everett's sorry. I think you're a good man, Everett Fry. Hope I'm not wrong. I'll see if I can find this Jocelyn St. James for you. And then whoever's doing this voice is going to have to do two conflicting accents. And it's going to be a real dog's breakfast. Oh. They pat you on the shoulder. Uh, and he says, uh, good luck in there. Don't let him change you. Thanks. Um, and uh, with that, he takes off into the night. Um, Everett, you step out, uh, you're, you're in downtown, uh, Montreal. Um, it's, uh, like just a busy metropolitan area. Um, but, uh, across the street from you, um, you can see what what would have at one point been a, uh, a large financial building, uh, like a stock exchange kind of deal. Um, but it has since been converted, uh, into a theater, uh, known as the Centaur Theater, um, and, uh, it looks closed for the night as you would expect <clears throat> a spot for Elysium might be. And for a moment, uh, you're worried that, uh, maybe Iris got, uh, the location wrong. Um, until, uh, you see the bobbing of, of just truly spectacularly quaffed and curled blonde hair. Uh, and, um, looking up from his phone, um, a big broad grin spreads across Dedrick's face. Uh, and he just says, Everett, Hey, Oh, you made it. Oh, (laughs) this is so good. I was really worried. I was going to have to go in alone. And usually they make a lot of fun of me. Um, it's so good to see you. Um, interesting choice of outfit. Did you get shot in the head? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, Mayday's got hit tonight. Oh no! You, yeah, it's real serious out there, Dedrick. Uh, have you seen Ridley or Iris tonight? Uh, no, no. They all just said to be here. Uh, I texted um, uh, em- uh, Emily. I think um, I was trying to get um, Iris, and I, I found this just delightful lady uh, who, who was telling me that she was on her way. So I, I think she's on Emily. her way here. You spoke to a woman named Emily. Well, I texted with with a woman named Emily. Yeah, show me. Kind of pushes his um, heart-shaped glasses up. Uh, Pull her up. Show me. Uh, he says, uh, hang on. Just let me close a couple tabs first. And he just like quickly closes a few tabs. And he's like, okay, here you go. Um, and uh, he uh, he passes you a, a chain of messages. Um, and sure enough, they seem to be to uh, – there's a bunch of unanswered ones to Iris Dunn. Um, and then there's uh, a bunch of messages from Emily um, saying like, um, uh, yep, she's on her way. Um, you should expect to see her soon. I punch the number into my phone and press call. Right. And hand the phone back to Dedrick. Um, so, Miles, when you left Emily, uh, you were aware that they were, you'd been texted that they were under attack and you were just like going to help, right? I believe you, you took a, um, a Dinkledorf cab. Yeah. yeah. So, Emily yeah. Would, would know that shit was going down. I assume so, because okay. I've kind of found out while I was at the apartment. So right. I don't feel like I would have just like rushed out without telling her. So Tyler, are you texting or calling? 
calling. Great. Texting is like, Everett is old fashioned enough that I think he probably prefers a phone call, but understands that like texting is more popular. Um, but like, I, he, he's like worried about these people. Oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was mostly asking just so I could figure out what the scene like yeah. looks and sounds like. So Emily picks up. She says, oh, uh, thank God. Uh, Everett, hey, um, are you okay? How's, is Iris okay? What's going on? Hey, uh, Emily, uh, are you all right? Oh, uh, that's so kind of you to ask. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, uh, I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm kind of a werewolf now, um, but I met some really cool people. That's all great. But is Iris, is she okay? She went to try and help. She had a couple of Uzis. I don't think she's ever fired a gun. Oh, my. I haven't seen Iris tonight. I was, Were you I at was the shot bar? in the head. Yeah. You were shot in the head? Are you okay? Faked my death, blacked out, and woke up somewhere else. I'm okay now. I'm at Elysium, but I have not seen Iris or Ridley since, well, Iris since yesterday and Ridley since earlier tonight. I think he got out. Okay. um, Look, Everett, she, um, uh, they, they dosed her uh, with, with that drug. um, And, and she's got a couple doses of that. So I think she might be more okay than you think she would normally be. Um, but also keep an eye on that. Uh, she was she, admittedly very awesome, kind of hot. Um, don't tell her I said that. Uh, it, it's a Smithers thing. Uh, it's a whole thing. Um, don't just don't let her get hooked on it. Okay. I think it, it turned her into kind of a cool murder machine, but we don't know that much about it. Um, but Emily, I, I think she'll probably be okay. Emily, what is it and who are they? Oh, um, Funny story. Um, her brother sold us out to some weird vampire SWAT team. Uh, I've been talking to a couple of them, and boy, are they sad that they are still here. Um, but no, it's it's that drug, Drac. Drac. Jocelyn was talking about Drac. It's it does something to vampires. Yeah, um, this guy was under the uh, impression that it would uh, just kind of turn her feral and um, that she'd be very malleable, and that seemed to be their deal. But um, I think that something went wrong. Uh, her body was resistant to it for some reason. Um, she seemed pretty in control of it, and they seemed all pretty upset about that. Anyway, we, we killed a lot of them, but uh, we still got one guy here. Um, she said, you might want him for a snack. He's in the snack room. Iris said I might want a kindred spec ops operative for a snack? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm sorry. Was that not correct? I can order you something else. Also, like, we need to find Iris, I think. Yeah, no, look, if it, if it's safe to keep him around, I'll, uh, I'll follow up on that, but, um... Oh, good. Well, don't worry. I, I'm, I'm keeping him, uh, alive, like, um, uh, weird kindred charcuterie, um... I hope you no, don't I, mind. I've, I've had to cut him a bit um, to keep him in line. Sounds like he deserved it. I'm fine with that. Okay, great. Um, so listen, uh, the minute you hear from Iris, please uh, let me know. I've been texting her and uh, Mr. Beef, but I haven't been hearing anything from either of them. Um, also, the uh, the Bouchard brothers um, did uh, respond to my text messages. They, they said they're on their way. On their way where? Oh, uh, to TJ Malone's to help. Iris asked me to call them. That place is a crater. By now, I imagine. Uh, It was surrounded by cops, FBI, CSIS. More were showing up. FBI? That doesn't make any sense in Canada. Uh, Yeah, I know. Look, I got to get into this, in in retrospect, stupid.
stupid fucking party. <laughs> she uh, she legitimately has a, a laugh. She says, uh, Mr. Fry, I've been trying to get Iris into parties for the better part of a decade. It's so refreshing to hear someone else call these things stupid. Um, but listen, I, I can't be of much help to you right now. Um, my pack isn't exactly on speaking terms with uh, Kindred. Um, but um, please, uh, the minute you hear anything, let me know. Um, and same goes for you, Emily. Take absolutely. care of yourself. Uh, uh, thank you. I, I will. Um, uh, br- break a leg? Oh, I'm sorry. That doesn't seem right. And then she just hangs up. Sure. <laughs> just- um, at which point uh, you feel uh, an insistent tapping uh, on your shoulder. And Dedrick isn't looking up from his phone, um, but he's just kind of tapping. He says, oh, um, uh, Everett, uh, I think, is that them? And uh, Ridley, what kind of car would you have uh, stolen to fit <laughs> two coteries? Or would you have two cars? Or would you call Tinkledorf cabs? I feel like Dinkeldorf cabs would be the answer. Um, I can't bring Harvey here. So obviously some of this time translation is like fucking dropping Harvey somewhere. I, I think it's it's safe to say if you're calling Dinkeldorf that you send a cab probably to Emily with Harvey. Yeah. Um, Shonky has disappeared. The bear boys are attacking. They're doing their Malones. Um, so you and um, the Tyrell Coterie um, arrive in cabs, which is kind of funny because it's like, very fancy, bloody people stepping out of um, cabs. Um, but uh, Everett, to your immense relief, uh, a line of Dinkeldorf cabs comes rolling uh, down the street. Um, and uh, as they pull up, you see uh, Azaria Tyrell, who you remember from the club, a bunch of people you don't know. Um, uh, you know, there's, there seems to be a kid on a phone, um, a... Uh, a sort of like a, a Lance Reddick type guy with a, with a giant rifle between his legs that he's kind of awkwardly have to, to like, like it's a, it's a long barreled gun. It doesn't quite fit, but he's, he's kind of got it wedged in there. Um, Azaria, um, you see um, Iris who looks real rough, big black circles under her eyes, elongated fangs. Um, her lipstick is still on point, um, <laughs> but uh, just like, Generally looking kind of rough. Ridley just in pants. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, Ridley steps at. Were you wearing pants. an FBI jacket at some point? Cop pants. He was wearing a cop shirt, but it's definitely gone now. Yep. So Ridley just looks like an active burn ward victim. Just like gristle, no hair, no eyebrows, horrific burn wounds, like top to bottom. And he is exceedingly fucking unhappy. Um, so... Everett, uh, you see them um, roll up. Um, uh, Ridley, Iris, you kind of... Uh, and Iris, for the record, I think we're going to say that like Azaria is kind of propping you up for this. Um, but you you get out of the cab. Uh, the three of you have a moment to greet each other. Uh, as soon as I see them like in the cabs showing up, I just like quickly look down to my phone, text Emily, Iris here, looking rough, close my phone. Uh, and I'm over there, like, immediately to check on everyone. Where the fuck do you go? Could it be fucking useful to have another vampire here? She turned into a giant fucking monster, which was great, but it wasn't fucking enough. What What happened? Where's Harvey? Oh, oh Harvey, I mean, almost turned into a burnt pile of shit, 
but he's still breathing or not breathing, but moving. So I sent him over to fucking Emily. What happened was a fucking attacked by the police, fucking escape, find out some abomination is killing all the police, think it's you, go back, fucking war with the Inquisition. Now I'm fucking here. God, fuck, fuck. And you see him, he's like shaking his hand and one finger is just a bone. <laughs> he's like trying to shove back into the other bone. Uh, Iris, how do you greet Everett? You texted me that you needed help, so I came in and and tried to help. You uh, use some of that drac? How else was I supposed to go in alone? You Wait, see you what told- I can do on my own? You sent her into a fucking war zone. We were out. The fucking coppers fucking leave. Then we don't have to murder. Do you know how many fucking police you killed with a fucking invitation to a war zone? Because the numbers in that probably hundreds at this point. Uh, and with that, uh, the door of the Centaur Theater flies open. Um, and uh, a man with uh, a, a, a trim red beard uh, and glasses um, in a, an impeccable suit um, steps out uh, and says, Hi, hey, sorry to interrupt. Um, if you are coming in, you need to get in now. Because, and he just kind of like gestures frustratedly to to all sides. Um, and that is how the Coterie met uh, the Sheriff of Elysium, Ryan LaPlante. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Meggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and all of Dum Dums and Dice's logos are by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker on Twitter. That's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai angle and all our ads use the tracks no control in chiefs by jazzar that's j-a-h-z-z-a-r all of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org when it comes to dum dums and dice you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com our twitter and instagram are at dumdumdice and on facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice we've also got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice and most importantly you can join our patreon of darkness at patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e sleep well children of the night <laughs> dum dums and dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our patreon at this time christian manicola long long the half blind prophet james quayar charles grams Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them. And a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.